Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. O send out thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hills and to thy dwellings. Continuing on the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Vanity, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved for this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 11 and 12, beginning on page 354. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye then to my soul that she should flee as a bird unto the hill? For lo, the ungodly bend their bow, and make ready their arrows within the quiver, that they may privily shoot at them which are true of heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's seat is in heaven. His eyes consider the poor. His eyelids try the children of men. The Lord approveth the righteous, but the ungodly, and him that delighteth in wickedness, doth his soul abhor. Upon the ungodly he shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone, storm, and tempest. This shall be their portion to drink. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance will behold the thing that is just. Help me, Lord, for there is not one godly man left, for the faithful are minished from among the children of men. They talk of vanity every one with his neighbor. They do but flatter with their lips, and dissemble in their double heart. The Lord shall root out all deceitful lips, and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Which have said, With our tongue we will prevail. We are they that ought to speak. Who is Lord over us? Now for the comfortless trouble's sake of the needy, and because of the deep sighing of the poor. I will up, saith the Lord. I will help every one from him that swelleth against him, and will set him at rest. The words of the Lord are pure words, even as the silver which from the earth is tried and purified seven times in the fire. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. 
Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The ungodly walk on every side. When they are exalted, the children of men are put to rebuke. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second chapter of Ruth. There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? So the servant, who was in charge of the reapers, answered and said, It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. Then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from that, from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother in the land of your birth, and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Then she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. Now Boaz said to her at mealtime, Come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed parched grain to her. And she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave it that she may glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening, and beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. Then she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. So she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today, and where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi said to her, This man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. 
Ruth the Moabitess said, He also said to me, You shall stay close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, and that people do not meet you in any other field. So she stayed close by the young women of Boaz to glean until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest, and she dwelt with her mother-in-law. Here ends the first lesson. Together, Benedictus asks on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 46th verse of the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then a dispute arose among them as to which of them would be greatest, and Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a little child and set him by him, and said to them, Whoever receives this, child, this little child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all will be great. Now John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him, because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, Do not forbid him, for he who is not against us is on our side. Now it came to pass, when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem, and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him, because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, just as Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell, who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, No one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David 
as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high had visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, O Lord, I beseech thee that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by thy governance, that thy church may joyfully serve thee in all godly quietness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hath safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We, in our lectionary reading, began the book of Ruth on Saturday, and so in chapter 1 we were told of... Um, 
Naomi, uh, a woman, and her husband Elimelech, who went to Moab, left Israel, went to Moab to to escape a famine, and uh, they had two sons who married Moabite women daughters, and then all the men died in Moab, Elimelech and the two sons, and leaving uh, three widow women, Ruth and her two daughters, and so Ruth Ruth hears there's food in Israel and, and wants to come back to her homeland, and so she begins the journey, and one of her daughters decides to go with her, who is Ruth, and the other, Orpah, decides to stay with her own people in Moab, and so she comes back, and we pick up the story uh, when they return. Of course, they return. They don't have anything, but in um, Israel, you return to uh, your geographic land where you lived. You you didn't, um, you, you'd have a place in your clan and but but no you know no sort of uh, accumulated uh, wealth which largely would have been agriculture and cattle and things like that. But the story is really about redemption and and it it makes us the point that this Ruth who is a Moabitess she's not um, um, Israel she's not from the the stock of Israel but she comes and she um, takes advantage of the uh, what the Torah talked about how the poor got taken care of when you harvested your field you were supposed to you'd, you'd pick the grain but if some fell down you weren't supposed to pick it up that was supposed to be left for the poor to glean also in the Torah it commanded that on the boundaries of your field you didn't um, you didn't fully harvest that so that the poor could also uh, um, you know, glean and, and, and eat from, from that part of the field. And so Ruth comes back, they need food, and she asks her mother-in-law to go glean. And it, though it says in the text that she just happened on the field of Boaz, that they both know this is a relative of, of Naomi's, and she purposely goes to Boaz's field, hoping to find favor in the sight that she will let him glean, let her glean with impunity, because as we know from the Old Testament, just because the Torah says you can do something doesn't mean the people actually did it but Boaz is a righteous man and so we're, we're finding how when uh, a foreign woman Ruth puts her trust in the God of Israel and makes provision and takes advantage of the provision of the Torah <clears throat> that she will be she will be blessed uh, so she humbles herself she gleans finds favor in Boaz's eyes and it's a story of redemption how how people on the margins could be provided for in the economy of Israel. And this is always a, a big point of the Torah, that it always, it never allowed um, people to accumulate things that allowed them to take advantage of and not provide for those who didn't have as much. And so Ruth is, this Ruth uh, gets food for her family. And we're going to move forward to the connection of Boaz and Ruth in the, in the chapters ahead because Ruth is going to become an ancestor of our Lord. And that's showing, you know, we just even see see echoes of Magnificat. He, he has put down the mighty from their seat. He's exalted the humble and meek. This woman who puts her trust in God of Israel is raised up. And and so that's the story we're going to follow here. In the New Testament, this little, this section we have from Luke's Gospel is sort of interesting because it, it, deals with a sort of in in sort of rapid succession a number of ways that all the people who encounter Jesus have no idea what he's doing. Uh, Jesus has just predicted that he would have to go die 
And so his disciples immediately argue who's going to be the greatest. And so they, they misread, as it were, what it meant to be into the kingdom, that the kingdom's coming soon, they thought, even though Jesus said, I'm going to die. And so they're, they're immediately concerned who's going to be most important. And then they're, uh, and then there's the division among them that they're divided. And then they come across, uh, a, a city of people they're hostile to, the Samaritans, and they want to destroy it. And of course, they don't understand that Jesus has come to preach the gospel to all, though he's starting in Israel. He's, he, his message is for the redemption of all, not for the destruction of all. And then he encounters people who say, well, we'll follow you wherever you go. And, um, it's interesting that, you know, the, the, I think the meaning of that or the, uh, the irony of that is Jesus isn't going anywhere. So there's no, the destiny, if you follow Jesus, is through the cross to the resurrection. We get this in our baptism and confirmation vows. You promise to follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When you follow Jesus, we get up today to pray and where's Jesus going to lead us? We never really know. Uh, so it's an open-ended thing, but all these people who say they'll follow him envision it as something that is very defined. And so, um, you know, putting our stories together, you know, that that uh, our task is like Ruth to find out what it is God calls us to do today in his will uh, and do it humbly, uh, as she gleaned humbly and and trust that, that he will lead us into the place that that uh, he wants us to go to the ministry the life the the opportunities to do good he'll give us and then as we focus on doing the will of god and seeking the kingdom in our various areas of life uh within god's will god will bless us and raise us up just as we, as ruth fo focused on um you know faithfulness to her mother-in-law and to doing the things that uh that god said to do to to provide for your people god raised her up so it's really a focus just on this ordinary we're always focused on you know who we're against and who's with us and who's against us and who's the greatest and <clears throat> how didn't i get recognition and and uh you know and really it comes down to kind of that ordinary faithfulness that god sees and and blesses a few thoughts on today's lessons. Let's uh, continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creative reserve of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for the Holy Church Universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. We'll pause for a moment for each to remember personal intercessions.
that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all in prayer this morning. Have a blessed day and beginning of the week. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye-bye. And I noticed Keith dressed up for the occasion. See ya. <laughs>